Last Sunday of Leviticus. <laughs> Nearly everyone has a moment or 20 where they look at their lives and they say, what was I thinking? Why did I go down that career path? Why did I marry that person? No, that's a real question. I hear, I hear the snicker. Hopefully it's not the person next to you. I was being serious. Sometimes, people sometimes have that, 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 ask that question. Why did I move to that city? And my perennial favorite, why didn't I make a different choice? For me, one of those moments is the year I decided to sell cars. <laughs> True story. Now, I have nothing against car sales. I was simply a poor salesman. Being a confused small-town boy in the big city didn't help. I wasn't even sure why I was living in Chicago at the time, a year after graduating from college, much less working at a car dealership. Now, that's a story for another time. I did well for my first month, but I quickly became burned out, started spending more time on the work computer. This was before smartphones. I started not taking sales calls or meeting customers on the lot. Finally, after I cut out early one Saturday, I was called into the office the next Monday and let go. The exact words were, we're cutting you loose. <laughs> Even though I had expected to be fired, it hurt. It still hurt. I remember seeing the disappointed look on my then fiance's face when I told her. I remember the looks of pity from folks at church. I remember going into the unemployment office and seeing the grinning mug of then Governor Rod Blagojevich staring down at me from a poster at the wall. Most of all, I remember the absolute shame spiral I went into afterward. It was a tough few months after that. But when I was let go from that job, I was able to get on with my life. And over time, I was able to let go in turn of that experience and accept it for what it was. And it was freeing in the end to not have to do that anymore. A mini jubilee, even. In Leviticus 25, we hear about the jubilee year. And in the jubilee year, things are let go. Property is released to its ancestral owners. Slaves are freed, debts are forgiven, even the land is released from its usual task of providing, of growing food, being sown uh, for, uh, for food, for humanity. The Jubilee year is a great letting go, a great homecoming of everything to its God. Sounds beautiful, right? Well, if you're a debt holder, or a landholder, big landowner, it's not so beautiful. The Jubilee year represents such a serious challenge to the status quo that there is little evidence that it was ever implemented. Some commentators even speculate that Leviticus is being deliberately utopian here, imagining this kind of perfect world that the author simply wants to illustrate the logical consequence if we took God's way seriously, and if we took God's law seriously, this would be the result. After all, 
And that makes some sense because you can just imagine the chaos that would result if we took this, if we really did implement a biblical jubilee year. Just imagine for a second. All land in the Americas returns to indigenous ownership. That's right, we're going back to Europe, folks. Pack up. They'll be glad to see us, I'm sure. All debt, including mortgages, pensions, holdings of stocks and bonds, is canceled. That includes debt between nation states, debt among banks, all of that. Gone. All farmland lies fallow. You have to, you have to uh, depend on what the land produces of itself for food for that year. So I would advise us all to stock up on canned goods and ramen and be skilled at fishing and hunting. So, yeah, it does sound a little bit far-fetched, doesn't it? But the Jubilee year goes beyond utopian fantasy. It highlights the ultimate destiny of creation. All things are destined to return to their God from where they have their origin. We mortals don't really own or control anything. God says later in chapter 25, Leviticus 25, we didn't get to this verse, but it's important. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine. With me, you are but immigrants and tenants. The, this ultimate destiny of all of God's creation returning to God is behind the proclamation of Isaiah 61, which Jesus quotes in our gospel reading today. The proclamation of good news to the poor, sight to the blind, release to the captives, and freedom for the oppressed is simply a poetic restatement of, of Leviticus 25. Even if the jubilee, was never, jubilee year was never observed, it still had a powerful hold. The vision of a jubilee had a powerful hold on the hearts and minds of Israel. Subjects to various foreign powers, sufferers of many indignities and oppressions, and believers in the final justice of God. The dream of the jubilee wasn't escapism or denial of reality. It was their very, it was their foothold into the reality of God, a reality more real than whatever hardship or oppression they were experiencing at the moment. It was their way to let go, not just of their own illusions of control, but of the temptation to believe that they were controlled, that they were owned by anyone other than God. The only owner of anything in this ultimate sense is God, and ironically, it is when we remember that we belong to this God, that we are owned by this God through our Lord Jesus Christ, that we find liberty, we find release. We can let go of that old failure, that missed opportunity, that thing we think defines our worth, and embrace our worth in Christ, who has made us new people by his cross and resurrection. So what do you need to let go of, to experience fuller wholeness in Christ? 
What old hurt or grudge or regret still causes you pain? Is there someone you need to let go of in your mind? What would it look like if you practiced Jubilee in your life in some small way? What, what would it look like if you let go of that old hurt, that old debt, if you release that person from your anger or from your disappointment? If you let go of that bad choice? What would it look like if we all realized that we're called to be a Jubilee people, destined for freedom in Christ? Maybe we would see glimpses of that freedom, that release, that letting go that God gives us. Maybe we would experience lighter hearts and freer minds. As Paul says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Finally, it should be noted that the Jubilee year, the dream of the Jubilee is so powerful that it wasn't just confined to the Israelite imagination. If you travel to Philadelphia and you look and you go to the Liberty Bell, you'll see this inscription on it. Proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. Leviticus 25.10 The dream of Jubilee is an enduring one, whatever the people. And in Christ, it becomes our reality. Let us pray. Lord Christ, for freedom you have set us free. Give us boldness to practice jubilee in our lives, letting go of old hurts, debts, and regrets. Help us find wholeness in the freedom you gave us in your cross and resurrection. Amen.